So Money episode 430, Real Housewife of New York, Ramona Singer. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from. The drag-and-drop editor. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The result is stunning. It's time for some so money advice. How's everyone doing today? Look, this show, we have all sorts of guests, right? We have people like Tony Robbins. We have people like Margaret Cho, millionaires next door, early retirees, inspiring entrepreneurs. And occasionally, I I like to sprinkle in my guilty pleasure, which is uh, The Real Housewives of New York. And Ramona Singer has been with The Real Housewives since the beginning. This is now the eighth season of Real Housewives of New York. How do you stay on a show, like a reality show, that long? How crazy and dramatic and interesting do you have to be? Well, Ramona Singer is in the So Money Clubhouse today, and it's strange to call her a housewife because she's anything but, right? She was a very successful businesswoman prior to the show, still is, and she says she actually rejected the idea of being on a reality show when Bravo first approached her. She's glad, of course, that she finally said yes. The platform of reality TV can be incredible. It can break you. It can make you. And for Ramona, I think the exposure has been pretty successful from a career standpoint. And she has some advice on how to properly leverage a reality show to your benefit, if anyone out there is interested in (laughs) joining a cast out there. Some behind the scenes of what really goes on during production, what's real, what's fake. She also opens up about her childhood. It was a little rough, but her mom gave her some advice. That was very progressive, I thought, and she credits that for fueling her ambitions as now a successful woman. Here is Ramona Singer. Ramona Singer, my favorite New York City housewife. Welcome to So Money. Thank you for having me. Where am I catching you right now? Are you at home? Are you? uh, No, I'm actually. I just finished doing um, some things at Sirius Radio. I have to ask you, Ramona. This season is pretty intense. And I just finished watching. I just caught up last night with um, season eight. Can you believe it? How does it feel to be one of the, I guess, the matriarchs of the show? You've been on the show since season one. Not everyone can say that at this point. What has kept you for all these years wanting to be a part of this show? I only did the show to help my ex-husband to bring to light the website that we developed together, truefaithjewelry.com. I was already a very established woman with a business, a multi 
million dollar business. And so I didn't financially need to do the show, but I did it to help him. I didn't do it to be famous. And through doing the show, it got, of course, my creative business juices going. And I just, I was on, I was the first housewife to be on HSN. I had a jewelry line there for four years, very successful. Then I also developed a Pinot Grigio and now I'm involved with Lux Beauty Club. And it's, you know, it's, I enjoy it. I have fun doing it and I like it. To be a part of a show called Real Housewife, you were far from it. <laughs> you have running a business, like you said. Do you feel that the show is a true representation of who you are? Well, not, it doesn't show the whole picture of me. It shows pieces of me. Um, you know, we film for a thousand hours. So, you know, um, they'll never show me um, on HSN doing my jewelry line. They never show me uh, doing my deals with the closeouts. They'll never show me working my deals with the Pinot Grigio. I mean, they don't show what I really do because that's not as boring when they go to edit. That's boring when they go to edit. And there's other things with... Uh, me putting, doing other things or the other characters of the show or the other castmates. You're very fortunate, Ramona, I think, because we know that not all reality stars perform on a show and have the amount of success that you do, the financial success, the business success that you come on, you come across as likable. I mean, surely there's drama and, um, we all have our haters, but truly the fact that you've been able to stay on the show for these many years, what's the secret to maintaining a career in reality and keeping your sanity and, and also your rep, your reputation to some extent? Well, I believe you have to be true to yourself, which I am. And I say what I feel. I don't really make up stuff. I mean, I don't make up stuff and I don't lie. People do I make things up. People lie. People yeah, of lie. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Real Housewives Absolutely. of New York, people are lying. <laughs> Tell yeah. us. Or they, what, or they, what do we or not conveniently, know? Or they conveniently forget. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, um, Dorinda said I was never invited to John's party. I was invited. She invited me last minute because she and I were getting along very well at Luann's event. And that's the only reason I came. But she conveniently said in her confessional, I was never invited because maybe she was so upset about what happened that she wanted to make him look better and make me look worse. She's mm-hmm. protecting her man, which I guess I get, but at my expense. You and Dorinda have been friends for a very long time. Once the cameras are rolling, that friendship, it becomes fragile. It becomes almost threatened in some ways because you're put into these situations. There has to be some sort of back and forth. Do you feel that going in, you're, you're maybe even a little worried that some of your friends are not going to be castmates because you might be pitted against each other? Well, I just think. If you have a deep friendship, um, you'll resolve them eventually. It's like it reflects life. You know, reality is reflecting life. And sometimes life is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. Only at this time it gets played out on the camera. So therefore people get some hard feelings. If you were to advise anyone, if they got an offer to be on a reality show, what would be your advice to them? Should they do it just for the hopes of getting famous and that could no, lead to I things? Think, I think people who do it for fame only is a kiss of death. It's a kiss of death. You don't do it for fame. You do it because, you know, I mean, I did it originally, but not knowing it. What it was, it was originally called the House of New York. I did it because I wanted to show women that, and be inspirational that, hey, you can um, be a, uh, a mother. You can be a wife and still be sexy and appealing. You can have a business. You can be a homemaker. You can be social. You can have it all. And they didn't really show all that. You know, they showed more um, whatever they would show. So... You have to have a, a, a more of a, if you just do the reason for popularity, 
it's, to me, that's a kiss of death. For exposure, right. And these opportunities... You, do it for, you know, maybe you do it for exposure for like, okay, Aviva did it um, for exposure to um, people with, with prosthetics. Um, Heather did it as, you know, for her son who has a problem. Um, so if you do it for those kind of reasons, you know, I think it's good. Or if you have it because you have a business you want to promote because maybe, you know, business is tough and it's a great way of getting organic advertising because... It's what's part of your life. And does Bravo allow you to enter in any partnerships? I know there was some talk about when Bethany, for example, made her millions with Skinny Girl, basically on the, you know, thanks to the exposure on Real Housewives, that Bravo was a little... They learned a lesson there, which was that maybe we should be more involved in these businesses because we are doing a lot to help promote the companies that then go on to get sold for millions of dollars. Is there truth to that? And if there is, what are the parameters? I don't think, I don't, I don't think Bravo's like that. I mean, but what, you know, I mean, basically, you're having women who are authentic. And if you have a business or if you develop a business, you know, who knows how long they'll be on the show for. So I, I don't think that really, I don't think that's rings true to me. Does it, as a businesswoman, it doesn't make business sense that anybody would do that with Bravo. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, what, how do you evaluate your business ventures? You know, you have the wine, you have hair extensions, HSN. What are the most important things that you need to establish before saying, okay, this is a good idea. I'm going to go with this because I'm sure you get so many offers all the time to partner up with brands to, I don't know, license your name you have, or you your likeness. Do, well, right. We well, have to do brands that you believe in. I mean, with HSN, I no longer do it because my daughter was going to college and I had to concentrate on her. But I mean, it was just too much. I couldn't handle it all. But it was always jewelry that I really liked and would wear myself. Uh, the Pinot Grigio I developed because fans came to me and they said, you know, what's your favorite Pinot? I didn't really have one. So I said, okay, let me develop it. And uh, that's how that came about. Um, I like looking good for my age. So I did a skincare and I developed that. I just kind of did things also just to show my daughter, to show her like, listen, I started to be really her mentor to say, hey, look what I did. I started from nothing and look what I'm doing. I'm selling this here and there. And whether it lasted for a year or four years or six years, it doesn't matter. The fact that I took a concept and I achieved it and made it happen Anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. And that was kind of the message I was trying to put out to the viewers, to other women. But they really don't show that. So, um, And not everyone's as driven, though. Just to give you more credit, what has driven you all these years? You know, you, you started out, as many young women may, going to college, getting that first job in retail. But you parlayed that into a multi-million dollar business. I believe you bought your your own home in the Hamptons for millions of dollars. Um, I'm very driven. I won't take no for an answer. And I just go for my goals. I don't question myself. I just say I'm going to make it happen. I mean, I remember when I was in the Hamptons um, many years ago, it was like over 20 years ago when I bought that home. I said to my husband, I'd like to buy a home in this area. And he said, well, you'll be lucky if we if you buy one or we buy one in uh, Scarsdale like this or Westchester. I said, no. We're going to have this kind of house. And I just, I just put the pedal to the metal. I just figure out ways to make money. I'm just very, you know, my mother grew up, rather, I grew up with my mother and father. And my mother never went to college because she gave birth to me. And she was a very smart woman. And she always said, make your own money. So if anything, God forbid, happens in your marriage, you can take care of yourself. And also, more importantly, you don't have to marry a very wealthy man because you'll make your own wealth. So I decided to make my own wealth. And I got married later. And I was very successful. And um, I had a great marriage for a long time. And 
I feel that people can, you know, have many careers and there's never, it's never too late to do it. You have to believe in yourself. If you believe mm-hmm. in yourself and have, and just, and it's also, just you have, you have to have strong belief, were you positive the, energy. Were you the breadwinner in your marriage? Was I the breadwinner in our marriage? I was, I contributed very strongly in our marriage. On So Money, we often talk about how to build your brand or small business. And sometimes a big hurdle can be communication. But when done right, communication can be the biggest asset your business has. Onboarding new employees, discussing a revised logo and marketing plan, it can all be done efficiently with Igloo software. Igloo is an intranet you'll actually want to use, a friendlier intranet built for how you work, for teams to collaborate on the latest pitch, for employees to find all the information they need in one unified space. There are no servers to maintain. It's 100% cloud-based software that doesn't require an IT team to set it up. That means you're spending your time where it needs to be, growing your business and creating even more projects and ideas to be shared. Go to igloosoftware.com slash so money and get your free trial of igloo up to 10 users can try it for free forever that's igloosoftware.com slash so money in some ways i think your mom was ahead of her time to to tell her daughter you know that you should have your own wealth because a lot of young girls grow up thinking and still that they're going to wait for prince charming Right. That's the point. You have a very valid point. I mean, I've taught my daughter that make your own money. Tell me more about your childhood. We talk about childhood a lot on this show because I think there's a lot of correlation we can make between how we were raised and how we deal with our own lives and our money as adults. Going back to childhood, what was your most distinctive earliest money memory? Well, I think what made me very driven talking about money is after I finished my two years of FIT, I told my father I wanted another two years of college. And he said, why? Why would I, should I pay for that? You're just going to get married and have kids anyway. And that lit a fire under my butt big time. I said, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. And I put myself, I took a loan and I took myself through the next two years of college. And I always think you should think three steps ahead. So I knew I wanted to eventually be a buyer at a department store. So I got a job first as a salesperson. Then I got a job as a sales manager. Then I got into the training program. And when I first started working, um, I learned, you know, I knew what my overhead was, what I needed to spend a week. And I knew the rest of it I had to, um, I couldn't overspend. So I didn't really use charge cards or anything. So I remember taking home, I still remember this, 150 net a week, $75 went to my phone, rent, and electricity. And the other 75 was my spending money. I lived in New York City. What? What year was 30 this? years plus for $75 a day. Subway was only 25 cents then a week. You're right. $75 a week I lived on. And I lived a nice life. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little yeah. about that life. What does that even afford you back then? Even well, I, I had a, I had a, a one-bedroom apartment that I shared with a roommate on the Upper East Side, which that same apartment now would go for $5,000. Then it was only $800 or whatever it was, or $300. So, um, you know, you could, you go out on dates. The dates would pay for your, you know, your <laughs> girls got to eat. So you go on the dates, um, right? I think the reason I went to the clothing business so I could get clothes wholesale. So that, you know, after Macy's, I went into wholesale business in sales and management. You get your clothes for free or really inexpensively. And, um, and I would, you know, make my own food. Muscles was really cheap. Muscles. I go buy muscles and enough fat. <laughs> what would you say is your financial philosophy today? Are you frugal? Do you live below your means? Do you like, do you believe in splurging? and enjoying your money I believe, more than I believe living within your means. Um, I save a lot of money every year. 
because um, you know it doesn't matter how much money you make. I don't care if you make ten thousand a year or fifty thousand a year or five million a year. You always are spending more. So better to say I have to save this amount. And I never. Um, I always pay off my charge cards in full. I don't carry debt. I don't believe in debt because the debt can get you into trouble. And when you were in the midst of divorce, what was the, what were the lessons you learned? The financial lessons you learned as you were going through your own divorce? Maybe some things you Make wish you had known. Make it quick as possible, and don't really? argue over money. Yeah, you because Bethany's so, divorce so, is taking years. Yeah, I got it over in three months. I mean, we were married a long time, and you know what? Listen, maybe I could have gotten more. Maybe he could have gotten more. But just if that had happened, the lawyers would have just gotten more. So better just to mm. come to a quick settlement. On the on the show, you'd mentioned that Mario, you, the way you settled it basically was he got cash, you got property. Was that? Uh, am I correct in that? Well, I really don't want to talk about our financial settlement, but basically, you know, we split it amicably. Hmm. Um. But can I and we were ask married you, a long time. Right. It's basically, it's basically 50-50. So I guess my only question is, why was the property more important to you? Um, I like, number one, um, I didn't want my daughter's life to change so dramatically, so quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, that's about it. What are you? some of the lessons you're hoping to instill in your daughter? She's now 21, right? She's in mm-hmm. college. Um, what are her goals, hopes? Does she, you know, see the merits of mom being on a reality show? Or is she, you know, like most kids would I, be a little eye rolling? Well, at it. I don't know. She, she accepts me for who I am. She knows the reality show is just a portion of who I am. Um, she knows how driven I am with business, how successful I've been. I'm a great entertainer, a great homemaker, a great caregiver. Um, I'm very hands-on with things. I, 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 and she, and I get things done and she's just like me. She knows how to make things happen and get things done. And she's very efficient and she has a strong sense of self-worth and I'm very proud of her in so many ways. And she knows how to have a good time. She's how to work hard and play hard. Romana, what was your most successful financial moment? Here was my most successful moment. This is like unbelievable. I was pregnant with my daughter at 39 years old and that's, you know, a mature age. So I was nervous about when I gave birth to her, would she have any problems? Would I have to stay at home and not work? I made three deals in a row where I made a quarter of a million profit each. I made $750,000 within six months, 21 years ago. What were those deals? One one deal was buying a, um, a closeout from Ann Taylor. It was all Ann Taylor um, pieces. Another one was, um, what else? It was another, I don't know, there was three deals. I just remember I made a lot of money. <laughs> so I'd buy closeouts so I, from one vendor. So it's basically one big deal. Because usually when you, I would do the deals, I'd buy maybe 100000 50000 But this was, I made literally a quarter of a million over three. I mean, I had my biggest year ever. I mean, I, I, I shipped millions and millions and millions of dollars that year. Well, because you have a deadline. You're going to give birth. So if there's any... No, I, didn't, no, I believe, you know what? I believe I'm blessed in life. I believe that God is watching out for me because I had such a horrendous childhood that once I left home, the world opened up. I mean, who am I at 21 years old to work at Calvin Klein with the Brook Shields Day under Carl Rosen when I had men twice my age looking at me? They used to call me the young Shiksa because I was half Jewish, half Catholic. <laughs> and they called me the Shiksa. And like, why are you here? Um, they were intimidated by me. I was just always, you know, gotten great opportunities and was always very successful at what I did. What What is that about? I mean, how do you find these opportunities? I mean, the grace of God, yes, but you have to give yourself some credit too, Ramona, right? Because because you were ambitious, you were you created your own luck. I think you have to be focused and believe in yourself. See, I mean, I really, I mean, there's this book that came out and there's another book now, but that book called um, 
what's it called? That little paper, The Secret. It's all about, I believe if you envision that little book, what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, when I read the book, people told me, I go, that's how I've been living my whole life. My life was always a secret. And I worked for Flora Kong. I, I ran a huge division for them. I got them into major stores. You know what I would do before I'd call the buyer? I'd write down Marshall Fields and I'd put down like 5,000 units or $100,000. I knew I called that buyer beforehand. I would get an order and it'd be a large order. I would just, it's all, you know, if you visualize what you want, it really does happen. Wow. Visualization is such a key in life. People underestimate the power of thought. Hmm. What are you visualizing for now? Um, you know, what am I visualizing now? That's a good point. I'm not really visualizing anything right now because I'm, well, I'm visualizing the next onset of my life. I always, I'm visualizing to be very happy, um, to find eventually another partner in my life because I like being settled with someone, whether it's being married or just, you know, being with someone, you know, one-on-one. I'm looking for my next business venture. Yes, I have Lux Beauty Club, which I enjoy doing because I, you know, I, I wear it all the time. I love the way it makes me look and feel, but I'm now looking for other opportunities in business, like what I should be doing. And even with when it comes to, let's say, reality TV, something more creative that I can do, which brings out more of my intellect and my heart and core and essence of who I really am and doing maybe another type of show, whether it's um, inspirational to other business women. Um, it's just something different. And I still love the Housewife show. The show is meant to be more light and fun and dramatic, but I think, you know, at the core, you're all real women. You have real experiences. You go through hardships. You, you know, you're just like people at home, what do you think has been the most incredible thing anyone has said to you from watching you and maybe has come up to you at an event that has really stuck with you that made you make you think makes you think, you know what, I'm this is good work that I'm doing? Well, when people come up to me, they always say, you know, you've done such a great job with your daughter, Avery. You're like such a great mother. And I just love the relationship you have with her. It's so special. And, you know, you're a great you just a great role model. Um, and then other younger women would say, you're such a great role model. I want to be have something similar as you. Um, what else? Um, on a superficial level, they appreciate how I look. They said, wow, I mean, how old are you? You look so incredible. Yeah, you what's your skincare regimen? <laughs> oh, it takes too long to tell It's you. a long but, process. But, but, but it's, no, but it's really working out. The best, because you know, when you work out, you produce things in your body, certain things happen that are like make, that make you look younger because your body gets tighter, your face gets tighter, your, your body releases something. It's not estrogen. I forgot what it's called. It's something else. So, I mean, I look better now than I did 10 years ago. Hmm. I have to say your relationship with your daughter for the little moments that we see on television, I am really impressed because too often you see the opposite. The kids aren't around. The parents aren't involved. No, we had um, dinner home every night. I would make yeah. my ex-husband come home every night. We'd have dinner at the table at eight o'clock and when she or seven 30, I said, 7.30. So then when she was younger, she would have dinner by herself first at 6 o'clock, but then she'd sit down again with us at 7.30 mm-hmm. and have like two meals sometimes. <laughs> dinner at home was a big important thing. We'd have it four times a week. The show, it seems, could go on for another decade at this point. How long are you going to ride this this reality train? You know what? I always say I'll keep doing the show as long as I keep enjoying it. So to me, to be successful in business, you have to love what you do. If you don't love what you do, you're not going to be successful. Some women don't get invited back. Is there pressure to make sure that you that you get invited back? Because I think that if you're boring, you get booted. 
you know, I don't really think about that. Again, I'm just, I, I'm just me. So, mm-hmm. so I remember when they interviewed me for the show and I said, I don't want to do the show because I, I can't do A, B and C. I'll be boring. And the producer said, Ramona, but you're not, you're anything but boring. <laughs> funny you, <should> say that. <laughs> you know, in some ways you're very lucky to be on the show. Anybody, a lot of people I know would love to have that sort of exposure to be able to promote the things that they're passionate about and get those well, opportunities. It's a sword, though, yeah. Because you know what? You can't go somewhere without being recognized. And I can't even imagine what it's like to be a real major star. I'm just a reality star. And it's just as much as I like the support of my fans, you don't want to have take a picture with every other person because you want to have your life. Yeah. So you know? how do you maintain your reality outside of the show? Well, I have my good friends and my core group. Um, and then when I meet people or I date people, the last thing I want to do is tell them I'm on a TV show. But then they kind of figure it out when people are acting a certain way towards me or saying, hi, Ramona. Hi, Ramona. Mm-hmm. You know that person? You know that person? Last question. I'm basically the same person because I started later in life. You know, I think these, that's why a lot of child stars get so messed up because they started at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. But, you know, I started it in my, when I was like 40, I think, right? right I don't even know right. how old, in my 40s. So um, I already had my, the strong essence of myself and who I was. So I am not, my essence isn't the show. I have my essence already, and that's very important. Well, Ramona, thanks so much for joining us. Season eight is we're in the midst of it right now. I can't wait to see how everything wraps up or doesn't wrap up. (laughs) Would you say this is your favorite season so far? I would say it's the most intense season so far. It just gets very intense. And I feel like I'm trying to put fires out everywhere. Yeah. Do you have no filter, Ramona, which is <laughs> fun well, to watch. That's, makes, that, that's why I'm, that's on, why? For, I'm <laughs> on for eight seasons. Exactly. But, you know what? What am I, but what am I supposed to do? I mean, I, I, you know what? I see it like I call it like I see it. You yeah. know, it's, it's what I'm saying. It's what everyone else is thinking. It's not meant to like hurt you. It's just like, hey, this is what's going on. Recognize it. All right. Just tell me one thing. Is Dorinda still going to be dating John by the end of the season? Please tell me no. No, Dorinda's with John. She's madly in love with him. She's been with him for four years. Still. Okay. All right. Well, a girl can hope. Thank you so much, Ramona, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to my guest, Ramona Singer. Her website is RamonaSinger.com. There you can learn all about her different brands, Lux Beauty Club, the Pinot Grigio, her book, The Ramona Coaster. And of course, she's on Twitter at Ramona Singer. If you missed any of this, of course, as always, you can go to SoMoneyPodcast.com, check out the audio, the transcript, leave a comment. And while you're there, I would love for you to click on Ask Farnoosh because I want to know what you're thinking, what you need help with, so I can help you on the Friday episodes of So Money for Ask Farnoosh. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everyone. Hope your day is so money. Money.